The Defense Department is now willing to pay vendors to be more cyber secure. That's right. DOD is no longer just asking and pleading with its supply chain to protect their systems and data. The Pentagon is putting up hard cash. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about why DOD feels the time has come to make cybersecurity an allowable cost on certain types of contracts. Jason joins me now in studio with more. Jason, what does this all mean, allowable cost, and what types of contracts does it apply to? Generally speaking, it means that cost plus type contracts, and these include like cost plus incentive fee or cost plus anything. Time and materials is another example of the type of contract that this would apply to. And what this basically means is in the past, Tom, cybersecurity was part of your GNA, your overhead, right? The, the percentage that you charge back the government for the cost of doing business. And now what DOD is coming out to say is you can – we will look at how to develop a percentage, some sort of basis for a, for vendors to say you can charge us to make sure you're secure. And this is big. This is huge. And again, Tom, it, there's a lot of big ifs here. If the Pentagon can walk, make it so the allocating of costs is easy to do, if they can make that percentage big enough that makes it valuable and worthwhile for vendors, and if it's a true incentive, because I think this is – a really big deal for vendors because before there was always this cost schedule performance and cybersecurity was this afterthought. Now what DOD is saying is cost schedule performance security, all four must be important. And therefore we are going to pay for you. We're going to allow you to bill us to be cyber secure. And that's not coming totally free. You're also reporting that DOD is developing a maturity model for cyber that vendors would have to comply to in order to be able to qualify for these payments? That's exactly right. And that's why DOD is asking uh, and, and making this an allowable cost. It's not so much they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart, but basically they're coming up with this idea that, like, in very similar time, you remember we've reported on this for years, ISO 9000, the Capability Maturity Model Initiative, CMMI. You, you see vendors say, hey, I'm level three or I'm ISO 9002 or three. And, and those are all standards around manufacturing and standards around kind of a maturity of your business processes. And what DOD has, has been doing and will continue to do is developing what they call the Capability Maturity Model Certification, the CMMC. And that is basically saying five levels, where are you, industry, and then get a third party to assess where you say you are and to verify that you indeed are protecting your data and your networks in such a way that meets those specific maturity models. And now every contract will have a different need for maturity model. Some may be level one, maybe some will be level five. And what basically Katie Arrington, who is working on this, she's a special assistant to the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Acquisition and for Cyber, says it's going to be a go or no go decision. We're going to put the specific level we need you to be at in your sections L and M of your contract. Either you are or you aren't based on that third party assessment. So because they're going to require industry to meet certain thresholds, they're going to say now it is an allowable cost. We will pay some of it, not all of it, some of it for you to meet those goals, those standards. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Now, what's the bigger story behind this? It's not simply an accounting change to compensate vendors. DOD must really be worried about what's happening in the supply chain. The supply chain risk, if you will, is nothing new. We've been talking about it now for probably four or five years. What I think DOD is seeing is vendors are not doing enough. Vendors are still too much worried about cost. They're too worried about schedule and too worried about performance. 
and security, if you will, cybersecurity is, is still, unfortunately, too often the fourth in that. In that. And basically what Katie Arrington is saying is you can't have cost without cybersecurity. You can't have lower, you have better performance without better cybersecurity. Cyber cuts through all of this, and we need it to be thought of in the front end, like we've heard for years, and we need it to be a major priority because what she says is if, if you had good cybersecurity, and we're, not, we're talking about a lot of companies, Tom, we're talking about tw- not just 20,000 prime contractors that estimated work for DOD, but 300,000 contractors. So we're talking about all the way down the supply chain. So what Katie Arrington was saying is if you were doing this well, we would not have the amount of data that's being stolen from nation states like Russia, like China, and from organized crime. That's right. Yeah, the exfiltration she referred to, it's no longer anything anyone fails to acknowledge that data is going out the window in large quantities. And when you mentioned this, the, the uh, subcontracts, I mean, you would presume that the large primes are good at cybersecurity, although I think that's not necessarily a valid assumption. Big companies, big breaks, little companies, little breaks. But what level of, I guess, authority does DOD expect to exert over those subs through their primes. Well, I think that's why it's going to be in the contract document themselves, and that's why they're doing it through the acquisition process and not just through another another way. The, the sections L and M will say that you know you will need to be at this level, and everyone in your supply chain has to be a level two or a level three. They realize that this can't be burdensome, this can't be costly. They have to do it in a way that brings in standards from the National Institute of Standards and Technology, bring in current existing standards. They can't make up a new standard. So they're trying to they're really trying to think through this. And part of that, Tom, is they're going to have 12 listening sessions across the country. Well, they'll hear from small businesses and the potential impact that that will have. But without a doubt, the flow down to subcontractors is going to be real because, as you know, just because and we'll pick on Lockheed Martin, they're protecting their data. doesn't mean the subcontractor is not getting hacked. That's holding key data to the F-35, for instance. Sure, and some of their subcontractors are as big as they are. You've got you know, Pratt & Whitney, part of United Technologies, this week, that is a sub to Boeing on that plane. Or, or even just some Lockheed small, Martin, rather. Or even just some really, some really small company who's making one piece of software but is key. And if, if China, Russia, whomever steals it, that then also becomes key to, to making the F-35 the intellectual property piece. And I think that duty, you know, and, and Katie Arrington is saying, listen, we understand this is not going to be perfect. We understand that this will be challenging. That's why we need input. And, and that's what they're going to be doing over the next few months. Yeah, this idea of the ecosystem, I think, is also going over in the civilian side, too, where large civilian agencies say people are attacking us less, but they're probing our supply chain, our partners in whatever industry we're connected with, just looking for the weak spot, which could lead up the hill to, to the mother load. And that's why the Office of Management Budget and Office of Federal Procurement Policy is leading this effort around the federal supply chain to secure it through the acquisition process. Congress obviously passed the law. And in fact, Tom, in the uh, 2020 defense authorization bill that the Senate just put out their their copy recently, they actually call out DOD specifically to say, uh, you need to have a framework, and this is what the framework should look like, and this is what you should consider, incentives as well as punishment for not meeting the cybersecurity standards. And briefly, what is the timeline for the cyber model standard? They're moving quickly. So over the next couple months, they're going to do those listening sessions. They should have some sort of draft, final draft policy out in in early fall. 
They'll start looking to put these uh, standards in RFIs beginning in January and then put them in RFPs by June and make awards by you know early uh, t- fiscal 2021. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Check out the latest edition of his Reporter's Notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.